Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. Whoa, what a weekend. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday night. It always kicks it off with a... You know, it's at the end of the weekend and you're thinking, oh, man, I got to go back to work. I got to do this. And I hope even just for a moment you think, well, at least Overnight America's on. At least that Ryan Recker cat's going to be on the radio tonight. No, you're not thinking that? Eh. I like to think that you do. <laughs> but got a lot to get to. Of course, we'll hook up with our friends in Canada next hour. I know that's a popular segment. I wanted to mention over the weekend, I took advantage of the nice weather. And I don't know if you were like me, you were skeptical of what the weather was going to be like. So I went outside, I was going to rake up some of those gumballs that I hate. And I'm looking at it thinking, oh, I, even as I'm doing it, I'm thinking, man, I hate doing this. But at least the yard looks nicer. And the next thing you know, you're taking a jacket off and then you're taking a sweatshirt off and then you're taking your shirt off and you forgot that you weren't wearing anything underneath that. The neighbors are yelling. The kids are crying. But I was pulling up the gumballs and doing my thing, and it actually felt pretty good to be outside without wearing a jacket. And it's like we were just like this what feels like a month ago, two months ago, and now we're right back at it as if it's been forever ago, as if it's been six months since we've had weather like this. It's not even close. It's, we get so spoiled in St. Louis with the nice weather, so spoiled in St. Louis. But I also had to have a quick reminder of how soft I am. I'm looking at my thumbs right now because the way I was raking, I have these blisters at the bottom of, of my knuckles on both sides. Even I, I was wearing gloves, but I was just the way I was raking. I was going nonstop. I was getting in the groove. I was listening to podcasts. I was doing all kinds of things out in the yard and then bagging all the different gumballs. And I'm hoping that I can get rid of them soon enough in the because I've noticed lately that they'll pick up the trash, but it seems like they've been skipping the yardways because it's been cold. I'm hoping I don't have to put those uh, bags out there and then I'm going to have to retreat and bring them back in or whatever it is. Way to go, Cardinals. So it's nice to get the Cardinals back in. It is nice when the weather is nice. You can roll the window down, listen to them on KMOX. 4-4 tie, spring training. Yeah, you have ties. They don't play forever. Why would they at spring training? A couple of uh, Tommy Edmond did pretty well running a hit. Two at-bats there. You're wondering how Goldschmidt did. Uh, he got walked on, I guess, for a base. Arnado, I think, was at two at-bats. I don't think he hit the base. Tyler O'Neill hit two. Uh, let's you know, a, a base and a, a run and a hit, I should say. But overall, I, you know, 
Jack Flaherty, okay. They're saying it's not his best outing, but I don't know if you read this commentary at KMOX.com. Kevin Wheeler did a great job talking about what we can expect from him and could we be seeing a stellar season from him. And Kevin Wheeler's been doing great if you haven't been reading his sports commentaries on there. But I wanted to point out on Twitter, this was trending. The game, it's not often that preseason, spring training, baseball trends on social media other than opening day when people are excited that they're actually getting back to baseball. Cardinals were trending for a different reason. This is against Washington and one of their players, uh, Angel Hernandez. And the 1-1. Angel Hernandez is in midseason form. (laughs) Let's not make this game too fast, Angel. (laughs) I like how he says it in his full baseball voice. Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Those baseball announcers, they have a special way of saying things, don't they? Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. In midseason form. In midseason form. (laughs) What a great comment. So that clip alone, no one knows the score of the Cardinals game unless you watched it. I had to go out of my way to find a 4-4 tie. All they know is that one clip, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez is in midseason form. <laughs> Way to go, Cardinals. I think that's hilarious. First game of spring training. They're already on them. They're already on the competition. Oh, this is wonderful. You know, real quick, over the weekend, I've had some people message me saying that they went up to uh, Bell Fountain Cemetery to see Rush Limbaugh's resting space. And what happened a couple of days ago, I didn't see his name on their website of the notables who are inside of that cemetery. But then I talked to Johnny Rabbit who said, yeah, today it was up. So I don't know if they're um, guiding people where to go when you go there. I do want to go pay my respects to Rush Limbaugh, who's going to be resting in peace here in St. Louis. But today at CPAC, Donald Trump uh, gave a mention to Rush Limbaugh. I thought this was pretty nice. I also want to pay my love and respect to the great Rush Limbaugh. Rush also received a honorary uh, conservative Hall of Fame, I believe. Who is watching closely and smiling down on us he's watching and he's loving it and he loves Catherine. Catherine, thank you for being here so great thank you Catherine. he loved you Catherine. i will tell you that uh you know that i thought that was a nice little thing so i wanted to talk to johnny rabbit about this some of the notable people that have been laid to rest around st louis there's a lot of people that you know of but probably don't know that they're resting spot is in this region so i know someone that does it's johnny rabbit what are some of those names who are those people rush limbaugh being one of them just added we'll talk to johnny rabbit about it right after the break and i look forward to spending the next couple of hours with you this is overnight america kmox great friend to st louis and radio historian radio legend johnny rabbit how are you well, I'll tell you, Ryan, I am fine. I'm doing great. It's, uh, I don't know, just, I, I'm getting so much stuff done that I can't believe it. I'm doing so many of these various programs for Oasis and the History Museum, and they, they keep increasing. And, but they're, at this time, they're all on Zoom, so I become uh, reasonably adept at Zoom. I don't know how good it is, but it, uh, it really 
it really can reach out to a lot of people. Who, yeah, obviously they can't go anyplace, so hey, this is great. So it's all history. I see those viral videos once in a while when someone forgets they have some, some funny filter on for a video conference call. And for you, it would be mm-hmm. perfect to turn into a rabbit. That would be a great tie-in. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I could, I could do that. It's a good idea. I wear my hat to start every, every one of the programs. What the hat goes away. You know, last uh, week we were talking about Rush Limbaugh passing, and uh, yep, he, his yep. contributions to radio are undeniable. He had a great love for Missouri, a great love for St. Louis. He is someone that always stood up for radio. Um, it, in, in, I know radio personalities, they do that to a certain degree, but Rush really was someone that would go out there and just stand up for the industry every chance he had an opportunity because he loved it so much. And when we were talking about Rush Limbaugh after his passing, you sent me an email of an encounter you had with one of his visits up in St. Louis. I was hoping you can share that before we get into our interview. Oh, sure, Rand, of course. Uh, he was here, and I don't remember the year. It's got to be 13, 14 years ago. It was a Veterans Day parade and ceremony. Uh, from the Steps of Soldiers Memorial. And Ralph Weekert, who at the time was the director of Soldiers Memorial, said he'd really love to get Rush Limbaugh. But he said, I'll give it a shot. But, you know, I'm sure he's going to turn us down. I'll probably never get through to him. Well, lo and behold, he not only didn't turn him I mean, he got through to him right away. And he said, yeah, I'll be there. Whatever the date it was, was a Saturday. And what it turned out, I didn't know this until later on, until after it was all over. He was very gregarious, very pleasant, very nice to talk with, and very nice to everybody that that he came across. And it turned out that, you know, when these big celebrities come to these things, they charge generally. They, They don't come for nothing. He came for nothing. He refused, absolutely refused any type of a monetary, not just monetary, but any type of compensation. They said, well, let's, uh, we'll have a big dinner for you. No, no, no. I'll, I'll buy my own food. Well, we can set you up at the best hotel. No, no, I can get my own hotel. Uh, what about your airfare? No. Everything mm. is on me. I want to be there for the, uh, for the American people. I want to be there for the military for, because, because it's Veterans Day. And I just thought that was fascinating. He didn't mention that at all. He, he didn't go forward and say, I'm doing this for nothing. I only found out from Ralph, Ralph Weekert later on of all the things in, and not accepting anything. And I mean, you would have thought he was made, making thousands and thousands of dollars. He did a yeah. great speech and was hey, a great honor to meet him. I've got a great photograph with him, too, with Ralph and myself and Rush. Oh, that's wonderful. And some of the photographs KMOX had in the archive back when they first signed him on to the radio station. And it's interesting because this weekend I saw there was another uh, big radio show that re-aired an interview from back in like 2001 or so that they had with Rush Limbaugh. And I was listening back to it because it was kind of fun to listen to old interviews, particularly after someone has passed. And, you know, you kind of have hindsight now and you know what you know now, but some things sound a little bit more prophetic when you look back at them type of stuff. And um, it was really interesting because he was talking about his radio career and how he thought he'd never work in large markets. He thought that this wasn't something that large metropolitan cities would enjoy. And then he specifically mentioned that he was so thrilled to be on KMOX in St. Louis. Of all, (laughs) there was that radio station. He mentioned, I think, like three radio stations, the one he signed on to uh, as part of that interview, and then KMOX, and I forgot what the third one was, but he just, uh, he was just, you can tell he loved this region. It had a great part in, I'm sure, him learning about talk radio with Jack Buck, and every time he, he loved Jack Buck's stories and loved learning about him, and he said there wasn't anyone that was a, 
better master of ceremonies and baseball. Oh, right, I mean, right. it just didn't get any better. You know, one of the things he mentioned to me personally at that uh, event was, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to listen to you on the radio. And I used to <laughs> practice there up in my bedroom upstairs and, and listen, because, you know, the, the signal from the station I was on, KXOK, mm-hmm. got into that area mm-hmm. very well. That was very nice of him. Isn't that something? that You can tell yeah. he, he really was a true admirer of radio. And yeah, last um, couple of days ago, we found that he decided his internal uh, eternal resting place would be here in St. Louis, the Bell Fountain Cemetery. I was I, kind of surprised by that. I was surprised, too. I had no idea. I, I had no idea that that would happen. I don't know how it happened or why it happened. but it, And I've, I think it's a, a coup for St. Louis for him to want to, his resting place, his final resting place to be in St. Louis. Now, I know that there's a lot of notables that have been buried there, some people that had very historic moments in history. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, because I know you've done different presentations okay. about this with the historical, uh, the Missouri Historical Society and the Histori- uh, History Museum. And particularly Bell Fountain, there are a lot of big names that are laid to rest there. Oh, sure. There's a huge, huge list of them. Uh, actually, in Bell Fountain Cemetery, there are uh, doing some checking and figures on graves. There are 8,700 graves there. It's not the biggest. The biggest is Calvary, which is over 300,000 graves. Wow. More people than live in the city of St. Louis. Uh, they're right next to each other in West Florence in the North St. Louis. Jefferson Barracks is over 190,000 wow. people buried. They're all 19th century, those cemeteries, those three. Uh, J.B. opened in 1826. Belfont, we I used to call it here at Belfont, and it's, but now they want to properly say it, Belfontaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that opened in 1849. Calvary opened in 1854. Uh, you mentioned Jack Buck. Now, Jack Buck is buried at Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. He died nine years ago since Jack passed away. A little longer but than that. Bell- it was 2002. So, yes. Yeah, so a little more than oh, nine I, years I'm, ago. I'm sorry. Am I, oh, it, that's right. It's too, that, oh, my gosh. Where did that <laughs> time go? What happened? Yeah. You're right. I can't believe I'm thinking. <laughs> Sometimes I think too much in the past. <laughs> no, it's weird. Uh, when someone says, oh, that happened in the 90s, you think, oh, that was just about 10 years ago. Yeah, right. It's, I know I do that all the time. Adolphus <laughs> Bush is in Belfontin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died. Uh, uh, that goes back to, oh, let's see. A, uh, I'm not sure about Adolphus Bush. Uh, I think he died in 1913, I believe. Now, uh, August Bush, August A. Gussie Bush Jr., is not at Belfontin. His resting place is at Sunset, Sunset Memorial Park. Uh, he died in 89. Now, that's in Afton. It's on Gravoy. And part of the reason that I understand from that is because he wanted to be, so to speak, in sight of Grant's Farm, which is just a little bit west and on the other side of Gravoy. Robert Highland, now he died in 92. Uh, he's laid to rest at Calvary Cemetery. Ah, okay. Jack Carney. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, He passed away in 1984. Right. My gosh, it's been a long time. Uh, he is buried in Valhalla. Valhalla is a beautiful cemetery in Belnor on St. Charles Rock Road. The lady who wrote The Joy of Cooking cookbook, Irma Rombauer, she's at Belfontin. She died in 62. Henry Shaw, now he's at his own private place at the Missouri Botanical Garden. Uh, he passed away in 1889. It's a very beautiful small mausoleum, just a, a gorgeous tiny building. They just put a new copper roof back on it, uh, Just I think this year. Harold Coppler, who owned the Chase Park Plaza Hotel and Lodge of the Four Seasons and other things, he's at the Mount Sinai 
Mount Sinai Cemetery. He died in 85. Now, that's on Gravoy in Afton. Uh, Chuck Berry is not at uh, Belfontaine. He's at Bell Reeve Gardens huh. Cemetery. Chuck died, I guess it's about four years ago now. And uh, Robert Wadlow, the tallest man in the world, 8 feet 11.1 inches tall, from Alton, the known as the Alton Giant. He's at the Upper Alton Cemetery. Mary Phelan, who worked at St. Lu- at uh, KMOX in St. Louis in Channel 4. She's at Bell Reef Garden. She passed in 98. Ed Wilson, big announcer. Sort of the, the big announcer before Jack Carney. Now he, Ed did not work at KMOX. He worked at other stations at KWK and WIL and KSD. He's at Sunset Memorial Park. Mayor Tucker, Raymond R. Tucker, he's at Calvary. Jordan Chambers. Uh, Jordan was uh, uh, big in politics in St. Louis, uh, the black political figure. He owned a great nightclub called the Club Riviera, and he also owned a funeral home, the People's Funeral Home. He died in 62. He's buried at St. Peter's in the mm-hmm. county. Uh, I guess you could call him a criminal attorney because he was really involved with a lot of the, the crime element. Morris Schenker, the attorney, he's at Mount Sinai. Uh, Johnny Johnson, Chuck Berry's pianist, he's at Jefferson Barracks. Mayor Al Cervantes is at Calvary Cemetery. Mayor Henry Keel, I assume he is still there at Oak Grove Mausoleum in Belnor. He passed away in 42. He was on the second floor of their huge mausoleum, but I know that's, that place is in a pretty you know, advanced uh, state of disrepair. Mm. Dred Scott is at Calvary Cemetery. He died in 1858. His wife, Harriet Scott, now, she had a previous burial place, but she's, as I understand it now, at Greenwood Cemetery in Hillsdale in North County. Uh, she passed away in 1876. Stan the Man Musial, he's at Bell Reeve Memorial Park. Joseph Pulitzer, not the first, he's in New York, but Joseph Pulitzer the second, who died in 1955, is at Belfontaine. At Calvary, you'd find August Schoter, singer Robert McFerrin, Sr., uh, Jefferson Barracks. Harry Fender was a great personality in St. Louis many years and doing various types of shows uh, on KMOX. Uh, he's at Calvary. He was 98 when he died in uh, 1995. Uh, former Fire Chief Neil J. Zvitanix is at Resurrection Cemetery. That's in Afton. It's on uh, Old Route 66 and Mackenzie Road in Watson. James Cool Papa Bell is at St. Peter's in Normandy. Big baseball player. Kate Chopin. Uh, she wrote a book called The Awakening. About, that's sort of a, the first women's live book. She's at Calvary. She died in 1904. Only she died right after coming home from uh, an event at the World's Fair. Mm. The Ottawa Indian chief, uh, Chief Pontiac, was killed in Cahokia, but buried somewhere near Broadway and Walnut. There's a marker still in that area in some building in 1769. I don't know if anybody really knows where his remains are. Bob Brigg. At Sunset Memorial Park, he was the post-dispatch sports editor and also did sports reports for KMOX, as did Bob Burns. Bob was with the Globe Democrat. Bob died in 95, and he's at Resurrection. Mickey Carroll, uh, the munchkin from The Wizard of Oz, one of the munchkins. real name is Funichero. He was rather not like the uh, Alton Giant. Uh, Mickey was four feet, seven inches tall. He's at Calvary. William Clark of the Lewis and Clark Expedition is at Belfontaine, as is the bridge builder and other things, James B. Eads. Uh, Clark died in 1838, Eads in 1887. Sarah Teasdale, uh, the poet, uh, at Belfontaine, she died in 33. Al Shandies, Red Shandies, he died just three years ago. Um, he's at Resurrection Cemetery. Dan Kelly, the 
hockey announcer, died in 89. He's at Resurrection. Barkley Plager uh, is at Bell Reef Heritage Garden. Tennessee Williams is at Calvary Cemetery. And the Lemp family is at the Bellefontaine Cemetery. And that's one of the most visited uh, mausoleums there, though it's not necessarily the most beautiful. The uh, Ellis Wainwright Mausoleum, uh, the, the big brewing company here, the Wainwright Building is named for him. Uh, his building is actually in the National uh, Register of Historic Places. So that just touches some of them. And um, uh, Ryan, a couple of books that people might be interested in. One is called Final Resting Place, The Lives and Deaths of Famous St. Louis. And it's been out for quite a few years. I guess you'd have to get it at a library, not at a bookstore. It's by Kevin Ansler. And it's Final Resting Place. And then the Belfontin uh, Cemetery put out a beautiful hardback book called Tales from Belfontin Cemetery by uh, Carol Shepley. Uh, it's about movers and shakers, scalawags, and suffragettes. Now, it doesn't have everybody that's there in uh, in the cemetery in the book. But those are two good books if somebody likes to research these things. Sort of reminds me of years ago being on the radio long, long ago. We used to do obituaries every morning. Really? Every morning? Huh. Isn't yep. that a little bit uh, morbid? Every morning we had obituaries on the air. Yeah, that, that to me seems like it wouldn't be the best <laughs> way to start every single morning up, but almost depressing in a way. <laughs> well, you get the morning paper, you get them. So I guess it was in competition. They sold them, of course. They were always sponsored by some funeral home or something like that. There's nothing to tell you and remind you that one day you're going to die than waking up and learning about everyone else that you might have known (laughs) that have already died. Or maybe it's a greater appreciation for the day. Oh, boy, look, I woke up today and they didn't. Could be one of those things. That's almost like a Kevin Clean whole other story type <laughs> of good way to put story. It. Um, I I think that there's so much history in this region. I'm so glad that you're documenting it all, and you have been over the years. And I'm glad yeah. that you're able to work behind the scenes. Do you have any presentations coming up soon? Oh yeah, I do. One is called uh, Our Own Oddity Oddities. Our Own Oddities. The um, Tuesday, the 16th of March. Oh, just a couple of weeks away, really. And that's going to be by Zoom for Oasis. If anybody wants to look in on that, just go to, I think it's oasis.org or STL Oasis. Our own oddities. It's kind of based on, but not. it's way more than just the comic strip. There was a comic strip that was in the Post-Dispatch for over 30 years. Uh, Ralph Grazak, from the, you maybe uh, Ralph from KMOX, his mm-hmm. father was the one who did the comic strip about oddities in St. Louis. So that's what it's going to be about, a lot about that. And then I'm going to do another one for the History Museum on April 6th, and that's going to be about 200 years of transportation in the state of Missouri. Mm, great. So we're going to get out to the Pony Express and Union Station in Kansas City and, and uh, of course, a lot of stuff about this eastern part of Missouri. So that's all keeping me very busy, and I'm glad you asked about it, and I appreciate that. Johnny Rabbit, I know that you have a lot of fans because every time your name comes up or an interview comes up, they always uh, say, when is he coming back? When is Johnny (laughs) Rabbit going to be back on Saturdays? I miss the Saturday show. They all say that every single time. So you're you're missed. Something may happen. Something may happen. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so, too. And thank you for joining us tonight talking about some of the famous people who are laid to rest around St. Louis. That's great of you, Ryan. Thank you. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Not a bad way to start the week. It's Overnight America. I mean, it could be worse, right? So thanks already getting some text messages uh, in. That's nice. President Trump speaking at CPAC. 
uh, not too happy with President Biden. <laughs> a lot of the theme was, oh boy, that was a rough first month, huh? First uh, go around, not so good for that uh, old Joe Biden. So maybe you caught some of the CPAC today. And I think the question that most people wanted answered was, is he going to run again? And they always do the straw poll. And Trump won the CPAC straw poll by a wide margin. They want him to run. That's who they want to back for president again. And I keep thinking, I don't really know if I want him to run again. I look at the things he accomplished. And I would have, I mean, you know, if he was the candidate, I wouldn't hesitate voting for him again. That wouldn't bother me. I just don't know if I want him to do that. I feel like there's going to be so much more division leading up to this. I like the fact that he's going to get out there and he's going to point out all the flaws in the Biden administration. I feel like there should be more pressure put onto it because when he gets behind a microphone, it becomes newsworthy. And sure, he's normally the one that is the news, but at least there's a, a message behind it that someone might be able to catch on to. And there's really not enough pressure on the Biden administration. He gets a free pass from every media outlet you can think of that's just friendly to him outside of the Fox or the Newsmax or the OAN or whatever it is, or maybe some online blogs, websites, things that are going to be demonetized and passed away and hidden, put behind the curtain, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, all the tech companies are saying, don't pay attention to the news agency behind the curtain that will criticize Biden. That's kind of their play right now. Would you want to see Donald Trump run again for president? Would you want to go through that rodeo again? I don't know if I do, but let me play some of his clips. I think the part that I like about Donald Trump is the part that his, he's enthusiastic. He wants to keep things going. He wants to put the pressure. He's not going to back down. It's this type of mentality the Republican Party really lacked for a long time. So there's a few clips I, I wanted to play for you, but I do want to hear from you too. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I know if you're listening, you could be listening from anywhere in the country. You may even be listening close to Toronto, Canada which we had a listener email us who said he catches us once in a while. He's just a little bit west of Toronto. So you could be listening anywhere. This is how he started off. And tell me this isn't the perfect way to start the speech. All right, so they're chanting USA here. You can kind of hear it. Well, thank you very much. And hello, CPAC. Do you miss me yet? Do you, <laughs> Do you miss me yet? This is good. I think a lot of times people wondered, is he going to start his own deal? If he's not going to get the support of the Republican Party, the Mitch McConnell's of the world are, you know, eh, they're going to go out there, and give him a hard time. There's going to be Republicans that vote against him, just like they did in impeachment. Is he going to start a new party? And that was the question some people rose to the occasion and said, uh, maybe he will. He addressed that. And I want you to know that I'm going to continue to fight right by your side. We will do what we've done right from the beginning, which is to win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. Fake news, no. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Let's start a new party and let's divide our vote. 
so that you can never win. No, we're not interested in that. All right, we're not interested in I like that he keeps saying we're not. We are not, as in he is still the leader of the Republican Party. I guess a lot of people would look at him as the leader of the Republican Party. I think a lot of the candidates that are up for office again, maybe going through the cycle, would look at that and say, I could really use his support on this one. This might make things a little bit easier because when you do get the support of a Donald Trump, it does bring attention to a lot of different supporters in the Republican Party that would jump behind that. Even in Illinois, you're starting to see that too. And he actually went through a list of people, including represented over in Illinois that voted to impeach him. So let me do this real quick. And do you hear the Republicans flip every once in a while? There's like one Republican in Congress that flips and they say, oh, it's a bipartisan effort. Give me a break. All right. You can't really you can technically use that, but it's not really. If you get one or two disgruntled people to flip over, it's not a bipartisan anything. Uh, Donald Trump mentioned a few of those names. Here's who he wants to get out. Uh, all right, let's let's play the hit list. Now more than ever is the time for tough, strong, and energetic Republican leaders who have spines of steel. We need strong leadership. We cannot have leaders who show more passion for condemning their fellow Americans than they have ever shown for standing up to Democrats, the media, and the radicals who want to turn America into a socialist country. Right, let me fast forward a little. Instead of attacking me and more importantly, the voters of our movement, top establishment Republicans in Washington should be spending their energy in opposing Biden, Pelosi, Schumer and the Democrats. I've said to some of them, I said, you know, during the Obama years and now during Biden, if you spent the same energy on attacking them, you'd actually be successful. Ooh. as you do on attacking me in many cases. The Democrats don't have grants. You know, I don't know if they attacked Mitt Romney all that much. I, I think there's some that were just enthusiastic that there's a chance Mitt Romney might be able to defeat a Barack Obama going into a second term. That really didn't happen. But I didn't see a lot of people really internally fighting. I think what they saw was uh, trying to unite. Mitt Romney was not the greatest of candidates. Um, you know, altogether, probably a good guy, someone that disagrees with Donald Trump, definitely doesn't like Donald Trump. But, you know, all signs point that he's a pretty good dude. You might not like him politically or trying to uh, push whatever he might be pushing right now. So, yeah, he gets onto the list. The Democrats don't have grandstanders like Mitt Romney, little Ben Sass, Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Pat Toomey. And in the House, Tom Rice, South Carolina, Adam Kinzinger. That's Kinzinger getting a mention. Dan Newhouse, Anthony Gonzalez. That's another beauty. Kinzinger getting a mention. That can't make him comfortable over in Illinois. He knew that would happen, though. Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera Butler, Peter Meyer, John Katko, David Valadeo, and of course, the warmonger. A person that loves seeing our troops fighting, Liz Cheney. How about that? All right, a lot. <laughs> You're not making friends tonight at CPAC now, are you? This is uh, not bad, though. I think if you're someone that was the direct target and they thought, if I can just get him out in out of the public's eye, then I'll be safe. No, you're not going to be safe if you attack 
someone that is very vindictive and will fight back and stand up against you. So what did you think was going to happen? You're going to get the full force back. That's kind of how it works. And if anything, I think that he's trying to teach the Republican Party that when someone pushes you, it's okay to push back. The Republicans aren't good at that. They're they're weak when it comes to pushing back when attacked. A couple of text messages. Uh, how about for President 2024, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley? I kind of think that he's I think he could make a push. Remember the last time we had the young crop come in. You had Ted Cruz, who's still pretty popular, who's made more of a name for himself. Rand Paul, who's young, that made a name for himself. Down in Florida with uh, Marco Rubio, young, who made a name for himself. So you had these relatively young Republicans in their 40s. How old is Josh Hawley? Is he 40 yet? Let's see. Josh Hawley might be right at 41. So he's young. He's right in that mix there. I think they're getting mid to upper 40s. But still, I can see him jumping in there. They had a pretty young group. Um, I don't know if he is someone that is going to be able to carry that. The thing I like about Josh Hawley is that he will stand up and fight these stupid things that are brought up against him. I mean, there are a lot of dumb attacks that are just unwarranted that most Republicans would fold under, but he hasn't, which I do admire. And I didn't know that if that was going to happen with him uh, going into the primary, I didn't know he'd be that type of candidate. So he is someone that is going to stand up. He's got that trait. So I can see him being a fighter could take him onto at least the uh, stage, maybe the main stage, depending on how many Republicans decide to run for president in 2024. When they get around to the different debates, they always have the stage and the, the kid stage and the adult stage, you know, the kid stage, meaning uh, you're kind of, you're just hanging in there, but you're not quite enough in the polling numbers to hang with the big dogs. I can see Josh Hawley making it to the main stage, but I don't see him being a favorite. Another text message. Somebody has to get in there and reverse all the damage Biden is doing. Yeah, Biden's only been in a month and it's already been pretty tough. Here's something that uh, Donald Trump mentioned. In just one short month, we have gone from America first to America last. You think about it, right? America last. There is no better example than the new and horrible crisis on our southern border. We did such a good job. It was all worked. Nobody's ever seen anything like we did, and now he wants it all to go to hell. When I left office just six weeks ago, we had created the most secure border in U.S. Yeah, so he talks uh, a couple of things. He talked about borders. He talked about uh, the recovery of the jobs, foreign policy, things like that were some of the big things on there. And I think Donald Trump continuing to hit the Biden administration is going to be a good strategy, I think, for the Republicans. So it's going to be tough because if they're going to rely on Donald Trump in order to try to bring the defenses down to the Democrats, it's going to be a tough pull to say, well, we don't want you to run for president. Then you're encouraging him to run for president. It could be another trap that you're getting into. This was his first major speech. I don't know if you heard it. I don't know if you agree with it. I got some more clips coming up, which I want to do at 314-436-7900. Thanks for the text messages. Um, I don't know. Are, would you want to see him run for president? I don't I'm not too confident I'd want him to do that. I think it's time for someone else with his support, meaning I think that him coming up and saying, hey, uh, you know, we had a pretty good four years when it came to the economy, the jobs, you know, just fill in the blank foreign policy. Some of these things that he, he should be very proud of. If you can say 
we're going to pass the torch to so-and-so in this person's going to fight for you just like I did. That's the winning ticket. That's how you do things. You got to get the two next to each other, uh, the ones that support Donald Trump and whoever that next person is going to be. And they got to be grabbing hands. You know, they got to get out there, nice, firm handshake, and it's got to be genuine. I just don't know if that's going to happen when you keep leaning into them. But then again, he hasn't been speaking much. This is his first public appearance that I've heard, uh, at least speech wise. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, this is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. So let me play this again. Donald Trump focusing in on who he thinks should get uh, out of office. Who are the Republicans that he would like to see lose in primary? The Democrats don't have grandstanders like Mitt Romney, Little Ben Sass, Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski. All right, so then he goes off and he goes more, more, more. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. You've got like a dozen other names that he answered that. I just want to play in comparison that Joe Biden <laughs> was trying to do something similar. So Joe Biden was giving a speech over the weekend and he was naming some of his allies, which it's interesting because several of the Democrats that he named, he, you know, if he's going to say that uh, at least give them some accolades, he should know who they are. But either he had a hard time reading the teleprompter or he's genuinely could not remember their names, and it was pretty embarrassing. So listen to this. He's getting on a plane. He told me last, he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green. Shirley Jackson Lee, by the way, is Sheila Jackson Lee. uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli. Excuse me. Pinelli. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor Turner. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy. There's already all kinds of questions about his mental capacity and the decline that people are witnessing. And when you say things like this, it doesn't help. Pinnell. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. What am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. Yeah, boy. Not good. So to put in comparison the two speeches, you can have a Donald Trump for an hour and a half give a speech, and he might repeat himself about four times given an answer, but at least he can go through an entire speech and he can go on teleprompter, off teleprompter, on and off, on and off. <sighs> Joe Biden just is not doing that right now, and it's not looking good. That is not a strong performance at all. So going back to the CPAC, because we've got a couple of minutes here, uh, will he run again? This is the question everyone has. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time. Okay? All right, so they seem to like that. So at the end of the speech, he hinted towards it yet again. And I think this open-endedness is the thing that worries a lot of Republicans because they're looking at this and saying, hi, I don't know if we can do it based on what we had before, because what you're going to do is what you're going to unify the Democrats yet again. But here's the thing. When it comes to him floating this out there, I wonder if it's more or less, hey, I'm going to set this up and now the negotiation process starts. The negotiation process is if you don't want me to run, here's what I want you to do. And he's going to have to lay out, hey, if I'm going to continue to lead the Republican Party, he wants that for his ego. 
He wants that for his own power. He's going to need it because uh, he needs some allies. And he's not someone that makes a lot of allies easily. So here is him at the end of the speech where I think he kind of leaves the door open where he says almost, uh, hey, party is your move. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. And then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. And I wonder who that will be. Yeah, boy. Who could it be? I wonder who that will be. Who? Who could it be? Who could it be? Who, who, who will that be? I wonder. Oh, boy. So how do you think that's working out so far? I don't know if that would be a good or bad thing. Now, a couple other things he talked about. I'll just kind of go through it. Opening schools. He talked about um, the Supreme Court being disappointed in them. He talked about losing the election, but not losing the election. He was very much stuck on trying to point out that he uh, won the election. And he was disappointed that all of the different uh, appeals to the Supreme Court went ignored, which I am, too. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed the Supreme Court decided to put out there that, oh, there's not really any precedent that we take this thing on. It's a mute point because we're not going to be able to change anything anyway. I think when it comes to election integrity, this is an important topic to take back on. I wish the Supreme Court would have done it. So uh, when you saw Justice Thomas bring up his dissent in their reasoning why they decided not to bring it up, I'm glad that he brought up what he did to saying, if, if not now, when? I mean, what do you want this to continue to happen over and over again? You don't want to try to you don't want to look into this more. I, I do believe it would have been worthwhile. But nonetheless, he's right about this when it comes to the Democrats. And he's at, and this is something I think the Republicans need to really worry about. Democrats are vicious. He said evil. Well, there is evil there, but they're vicious. They're smart and they do one thing. Got to hand it to them. They always stick together. You don't have Mitt Romney's in the group. They always stick together. Fortunately for the Republican Party, the Democrats have horrible policies like open borders. Yeah, and he goes through and says that, which is all true. Will the Republicans stick together is the message, not that he wants to run again. The message is we need to stick together. I need you to back me and then I'll back you. Is that one of the messages? All right, we'll be right back. This is Overnight America. You can uh, call into the show, 314-436-7900 on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.